0: I iRelaunch, the podcast where we talk about strategies, advice, and success stories in returning to work after taking a career break. This is Carol Fishman Cohen, the CEO of iRelaunch and your host. And today we're very excited to be speaking with Jill Kravitz. We're going to be talking about technology and tools for relaunchers. Jill leads special projects for us at iRelaunch. Her background includes a decade working with Fortune 50 companies as a strategy consultant, followed by a decade founding and leading startups in both the digital and bricks and mortar worlds. As head of special projects at iRelaunch, Jill works on a variety of strategic and operational activities for the company, including our digital marketing. In addition, because of her highly varied experience working with small and large companies and teams across industries, she tends to be our iRelaunch team's go-to resource on a variety of tech or social media questions. So welcome, Jill. Thanks for being with us today. Thanks for having me. one of the topics that we find relaunchers struggling with most is feeling confident that they have the basic knowledge that they need around technology tools for their new roles. And when we were deciding to do this podcast, we immediately thought we would turn to our internal guru, Yo Jill, um, to help us guide our listeners in terms of how to think about and digest and get up to speed on this topic that can seem intimidating for those of us who are re-entering the workforce. So how do you think relaunchers should even begin to approach this, this topic?
1: That is a great question. And I love this topic because it's actually, even though it seems so intimidating and almost insurmountable for someone who has been out of the workforce, who maybe sees people using this these technology tools in their household or their friends, um, but re- it's it can seem intimidating to try to get your head around it. Um, and so I've tried to come up with, there's a really basic framework, and by framework, I mean list of categories, um, of technology tools that really everyone starting a new job should have a basic understanding of. And these are not... This is not, you don't have to be an expert in these tools, but you do need to be able to sit around a table with people in other functions and really be part of a conversation. So you need to kind of start on the right foot. The six categories um, that I came up with for these sort of tech tools to familiarize yourself are, first of all, social media tools. And I'll get into each of these in a little more detail later. Um, File file sharing tools, team collaboration tools, personal productivity and advancement tools, company specific tools, and finally, must have workplace tools.
0: That's a lot, and I hope we're gonna be able to get to all of those um, and we'll do the best we can, but very comprehensive. So what should we start with? Should we take them in order and start with social media and dive into that a little bit? Yeah, that sounds great. Um, So social media, you know, these these tend to be, they
1: seem to most people to be more personal than work-related. However, it's critical that you familiarize yourselves with the major platforms so you can be on equal footing with others in your workplace. In addition, many companies use social media to market their products and services, so you need to understand how they work and basically who they target. So I'll run through a few of them, a few of the major ones. Um, there are tons and tons of platforms out here, but out there, but these are the the sort of major ones that, um, that we tend to come across in our, in our business. Um, so Facebook, obviously, and Facebook, you might think, well, that's, you know, my kids use that or other people use that. I don't really get it. I want to be on Facebook. I don't want to post pictures of myself. Um, you know, you, you can't not get it. It is it is you have to be able to get your head around Facebook. It is the major leading social media platform for companies and for um, and for individuals. And the way to think about Facebook is it's really it's about content. So there's no limitation on sort of the number of words you can put in. And, and it's both sort of personal and professional. Many companies use Facebook to market their services or to grow their communities. Um, and individuals you know use Facebook to post photos or post news about their families, about themselves, about exciting things they do. Um, so it's it's important to get uh, get your head around Facebook. And it's you don't have to be a participant in Facebook if you're not comfortable with that, but just set up a profile and sort of follow some folks, make some friends, and just familiarize with yourself with how it works on a day-to-day basis. So the second one is Twitter. And Twitter, I like to think of as a stream of consciousness for many people. And it's a place to kind of post your ideas and um, a lot of people are on Twitter all day, every day. Um, you can follow lots of different folks on there. Um and you can uh follow companies on there too. You can follow companies. Companies post their news, they post, you know, other relevant news. It's a great resource for relaunchers, but it's also a tool you need to understand how it works. So again. Just set up a profile, you don't have to give a lot of personal information, and just kind of follow some folks you're interested in, or companies you're interested in, and just see how it works so you get a sense. Um, thirdly is Instagram, and Instagram um, is is all about photos. It's about you know images, graphics, and it's just a stream of, of images and graphics. So it's sort of a photographic journal. Um, of, you know, somebody's day or somebody's week or, um, you know, companies do use Instagram. And, and you know, I think the sort of reputation out there is that it's largely for sort of fashion bloggers and folks and, and you know, cooking companies or cooking or chefs to post their beautiful photos of, of the meal they made last night. Um, but actually, you can find information on Instagram on everything, so, you know, everything from Bitcoin to you know, shampoo. It's it's all it's there's a lot of rich content on Instagram, but it's all photographic based. So again, set up a profile, follow a few people, and um, see how it works. Snapchat is the fourth one. Uh, Snapchat is is a video. It's, it's a video platform that basically you post these videos that expire. And so Snapchat is, you know, it's not something that I've had a lot of experience using with companies, um, but it is something you would use if you have as a as a company, you would use it if you have something that expires, like a disc, like an offer of some sort that expires. Um, but it's 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 used by a lot of individuals um, to sort of send their friends, you know, images and, and uh, videos of of uh, their events, and it, but it does expire, the content expires. Okay. Um, and then finally, and, and perhaps most importantly for relaunchers is LinkedIn. And I'm not going to spend a ton of time on LinkedIn because there's a lot of great resources out there on LinkedIn. And in fact, we have a a great little video on our site, uh, iRelaunch.com on the importance of having a sort of a hundred percent complete LinkedIn profile, um, and but but LinkedIn is essentially an online resume um, for yourself. And but it's a great it's also a great networking and, and a networking tool and a tool to connect with, you know, colleagues, former colleagues, friends. It's much less social than the other social media. Um, it's much more sort of professional oriented, but it's a fantastic resource. And it's one you should if you're not already on it, you should absolutely be on it.
0: I agree. Mandatory for relaunchers. Okay. So um, let's move on to the category that you call file sharing tools. Can you tell us a little bit about those? Yes. So, you know, one of the
1: huge trends in sort of the workforce, the workplace in the past 20 years has been collaboration and teamwork. And, you know, almost everything is done in collaboration with others on a team. And so it wasn't so long ago that you would store most of your work product on your own hard drive, and then, of course, your hard drive would crash, and you'd get the blue screen of death. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But that's actually no longer a commonplace for many organizations. And chances are that in your new position, you'll use one of the following file sharing platforms. Um, So first on that list is Dropbox. And Dropbox, it's sort of like a hard drive, but it's in the cloud. So it... It can sit on your computer, but also can it does already sit out on the cloud. And so you can have a local copy of a document on your computer, and it syncs with the copy that's on the cloud. You can also choose to not have it on your computer and only access it on the cloud, saving, your, saving space on your hard drive. Um, it's, a, it's a really great tool for file storage, I personally don't love it for files where you want to collaborate in a given file with other people because you can't really have two people working on the same document at the same time. Um, Unlike Google Drive, which is the second file sharing platform, which does allow collaboration on a given document. So you can both be in a Word document. Two people or three or four or five can be in the same document, all making edits at the same time. So it's great for virtual teams where you can all sort of be looking at the same thing and contributing to the same thing at the same time. Um, And then finally, in many many companies, there are proprietary document sharing and storing platforms that you would need to be familiar with. But obviously, you would get training on that as you start your new position.
0: Right. Okay. Helpful. Um, So actually, that's a good uh, segue into team collaboration tools and... This feels so important to me. This is probably one of the most important categories for relaunchers coming into companies now because it's maybe what they're least familiar with, but what is used um, most commonly. So I'm very eager to hear uh, you explain the team collaboration tools.
1: Yes, it's absolutely one of the most important Sets of tool of tech tools you need to be familiar with, and chances are you will get training on these tools if your company uses them. However, it's important to just know what they are. So even googling them and just kind of reading the the homepage of each of these tools is important, just so you you don't look like a deer in the headlights when someone mentions the name. Um, and again, you know, since so much of our work is done in Teams, and and we're facing sort of this era of email and text overload, some organizations have moved to these team collaboration platforms to not only allow for file sharing but also to allow for communication and work planning on a common platform. So, for example, the first one I'll talk about is Basecamp, and we actually use Basecamp at Irelaunch, and it's been amazing. Uh, you know, we used to do a lot of texting and emailing, and it was in with a and our team is. Um, is virtual a lot of the time, and so it, it uh, Basecamp is is like our office. You you know everything is on Basecamp. Our to do lists. we set up different teams, different projects, um, and everybody is you know on there. And there's a way to communicate with your with your teammates. There's a way to share files. There's a way to forward emails into Basecamp, um, but it's been remarkable the impact it's had on our on our uh, workflow. It's been it's 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 a hugely useful tool. So I would definitely recommend just reading up on it.
0: Yeah, especially especially as our team has been growing too. It's it's been really really uh, critical for us, and I'm so happy that we use it. And now that I know how to use it and and what it is, and I can attest that. I'm someone who is feels like I'm relatively tech savvy, but I'd never used Basecamp before and I had to understand it and get used to using it and now I use it all the time. So um, just like we talk about uh, in general, that if you have not uh, used certain technologies, even you know, are not up to speed on Excel or PowerPoint, that these are things you can get up to speed on, and then you're not technologically obsolete anymore. It's a temporary condition.
1: Yep, exactly. Um... And in fact, in Basecamp, we actually have a special project that is just for Carol, because Carol, as many of you probably know from having listened to other podcasts, is immensely creative and tends to come up with ideas in spin class. So we have a spin class project where we bank bank Carol's ideas. Um, and can follow up on them.
0: That's, that's a whole separate topic for podcasting, right? Um, coming up with your <laughs> best ideas when you're exercising one way or the other. Exactly. Okay, sorry to interrupt.
1: No, that's okay. Uh, so so the second one is Slack. And this one, uh, I think Slack started as a texting app, or that's my experience with it. When I first started using it, it was more about more of a controlled texting. So you could set up different channels and different teams and text with people that way. Um, and, uh, and, and I think since then they've added more features, but that's another one many companies use it.
0: Definitely look into that. Before we go on, I just want to say that this is, is three, two, one, I relaunch the podcast where we talk about strategies, advice, and success stories for returning to work after taking a career break. And today my guest is Jill Kravitz, uh, who is lead special projects for us at I relaunch. And we are in the midst of a discussion about technologies and tools for relaunchers, and we're going through a whole framework that Jill has presented for us, and we're about to talk about personal productivity and advancement tools. So Jill, can you tell us more about that? I don't even know where to start on that. Some, some of these I, I am, have not explored myself, so please tell us. Yes, uh,
1: this is a huge list that we're going through today and I would encourage you to start at the beginning of the podcast, take a piece of paper and sort of take notes because that way you'll have these six categories and it'll it'll be much more digestible. We also plan to do a few blog posts on this on the iRelaunch website, so um, please stay tuned for those and, and that will also lay this out in a, in a pretty clear way. Um, in terms of personal productivity tools, um, so... I am someone who absolutely loves to-do lists and I love the satisfaction of crossing off something on the list and I'm definitely one yeah, of those people who will add something to the list just to cross I it off. So, um, so the good news is that there are actually technolo- technology Uh, apps and solutions that allow that same satisfaction, for example, to-do apps um, and some of the sort of to-do list apps, you can find that functionality within the calendar or email platform that you're using. But there also are other ones that are free, like Todoist is one. Wonderlist is another one. And I personally use Wonderlist and I have to say I have to vouch for the fact that it, it gives a very satisfying ding when you click something off.
0: <laughs> yeah, one of one of my kids who my kids are all in their twenties now uses Wonderlist and told me to start. It's using fantastic. It, so. Now you're telling me too. Yeah, I have it, to check and, it out. And
1: also, you know, wonderless I'm sure the other ones do it as well, but they allow you to uh, to sync with your calendar. So on your calendar, you get the to-dos that pop up. Um, so they're, they're great. Also within Basecamp, there's a to-do, a great to-do functionality. Um, the, the second sort of category after to-do apps is these sort of note-taking or personal filing systems. For example, Evernote is one which I've actually tried to use it. I, I've had a hard time sticking with it, but I know a lot of people do use it, and it's just a place to take notes, to um, store bookmarks, you know, from sites that you like or things that you've seen online. I, I also
0: I also tried it and kind of and it. It didn't take with me, but I, I know other people who just swear by it. They center their Absolutely. whole lives around it. So
1: The other one that I've discovered recently is Microsoft OneNote. And um, this is, it's actually, it's free, or at least on the Mac it's free, and there's an app that syncs with it. And it's it's fantastic. You can, you sort of type your notes into there. You can set to do's you can share it with people. It's a, it's a light, um, but very helpful note taking, um, platform. It, it is a little tough to get out of the habit of taking notes on a piece of paper and doing it on your, on your computer. But, um, if you're up for that challenge, it's a great, it's a, it's a great platform or software. Um, and then finally, on just kind of personal productivity stuff, I make, a, I make great use of just the bookmark function on my browser. So I have files set up for, you know, or folders set up for work and personal and, um, and lots of different categories. And every time I see something, I basically just store it in my bookmarks. It's really easy to do, and it syncs with my phone, so I can always find it wherever I am. Um, so that's, that's also been really
0: helpful. Super interesting. Uh, let's let's move on to this next category, the fifth category of company-specific tools. Sure.
1: So many companies, particularly larger ones, have built or licensed their own internal technology tools that you will need to familiarize yourself with um, when you start your job. Uh, however, you should have a sense for what these could be before you start the job. So for example, HR specific tools. So these, these tend to be more function, functionally oriented tools. So there are HR specific tools like recruiting platforms, payroll platforms, etc. cetera, operations tools. So inventory planning systems, you know, there's a bunch of different operations tools out there. Financial tools, and by this I don't really mean Excel, but I mean sort of accounting or reporting software. Again, depending on the function you're you're going into, you would know what these various things are. Um, Customer relationship management or CRM tools, and those are things like Salesforce.com. Um, and then finally email and calendar tools. It's, it's likely that your company will have a specific email and calendar platform that they want you to use. And those can include, you know, outlook, Gmail, or proprietary email systems that they've, that
0: they've set up. And I just want to add that because we're inside so many companies working with them on career reentry programs, and we actually do the kickoff, uh, orientation when there are in corporate mid-career internship programs going on we know that built into those orientations are modules where the uh, re-entering interns um, or re-entering participants because not everyone wants to be called an intern um, are uh, introduced to proprietary company software and they have onboarding sessions that are identical to what people might experience if they're coming in as a direct hire, whether they have a career break or not. So companies take this proprietary software training very seriously, and it's usually a standard part of any kind of onboarding experience you'll have at the company. So they're likely to not just throw you into it. They're, they're gonna give you some training and they may even provide you with a coach that you can periodically check in with if you're having trouble. Yep. Jill, the sixth category is what you call must-have workplace tools. So can you talk a little bit about those?
1: Yes, absolutely. And this is I, I left this for last because this is the one I actually feel the strongest about. If you think about the way we used to work in the past, we were much more siloed in terms of our responsibilities. So if you had a presentation to prepare, you draft it on paper, potentially, and send it off to another department to produce it for you. If you had some analysis you needed done, you'd sort of go to someone who knew how to do spreadsheets and you'd say, okay, I need you to figure this out and they'd do the spreadsheet for you. In today's workplace, you're expected to multitask and to be able to perform basic functions across presentation software, word processing, and analysis software like Excel, for example. And for almost any professional role, you need to be able to to use these tools. You don't have to be an expert on them. Depending on what your role is, you just need to be able to open a file and find your way around it. Um, and so, the th- the tools that uh, that are critical. And if you spend no time, if you spend time on anything in this in this sort of list of six categories, this is where I would spend time. Um, so m- number one is PowerPoint or Keynote or any presentation software. Um, Google has a slide, Google Slides. They all have very similar functionality, but you should be able to create a basic no frills presentation. So, you know, practice it. You can do a presentation on, you know, your child's you know, performance in <laughs> soccer. You can just just create a presentation and, and get through the whole thing start to finish
0: and you should be able to, to do that. Maybe you, can, maybe you do that as a volunteer, if you're a volunteer in an organization to force yourself into the position where you actually have to produce something like that and ask people for help and muscle your way through it. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a great idea. I have one question. There, there was there's present soft, presentation software called Prezi. Have you heard about that? And do you think that that's as prevalent as um, PowerPoint or Keynote.
1: So it's absolutely not as prevalent. Um, I actually, my son just came home last night and was creating a Prezi Prezi. Um, I've never used it, but uh, it, it, it does seem to be sort of up and coming. It's it's definitely not uh, at the level of a PowerPoint or a Keynote yet, but you never know.
0: Yeah, and I think sometimes it depends on the company. Some companies say we only use Prezi, Others will be very PowerPoint or keynote driven. So um, some of that will be what field you're in. Um, It could be in some certain creative fields. Maybe you you tend to be using certain kinds of software and maybe in financial or or fields, you're using something else. Uh, So there's that as well. But it's just good to have an awareness of what some of these programs are, um, even if you haven't actually used them.
1: So the good news is that the functionality is actually very similar across these, pa- these presentation tools, so just learn one of them, just try to create a very basic presentation with one, and I guarantee you, you'd be able to do the other ones as well. The second tool that is critical to have a basic understanding of is Excel, or any other spreadsheet software. You should be able to open up Excel and create a basic spreadsheet that adds, subtracts, multiplies and divides. Depending on your role, you may need to learn more advanced functionality, but at a minimum, you need to be able to open Excel, understand what's going on in there, and create your own very basic uh, sort of spreadsheet with a few formulas in it. And the good news is that there's real for all of these tools. Office 365 offers free resources on getting started and learning the basics. So. Um, there's almost no excuse to not other than time to not uh, to not be up to speed on some of these tools.
0: So, Jill, one thing I wanted to make sure that that we covered uh, on the Excel topic is our pivot tables. Can you just say what they are and talk about whether people need to figure out how to how to use them or does it depend on what field they're in? Sure. Uh, Pivot tables are this like super scary sounding beast,
1: but they're, they're actually they're actually not at all scary and they're not at all difficult. Um, And I do think they're used very frequently, more frequently now than in the past. And it's essentially a way to take a huge list and condense it into categories or sort of cut and paste it or or chop it up into ways you want it to chop up. It's, It's really with the tools in Excel, it's very easy to do. Um, because there's a there's a, a wizard that helps you do it. So it's it's not as scary as everybody sort of thinks it is. And um, I don't necessarily think you need to know how to use it before you start a, a new role unless you're in you know financial analysis or some sort of very analytical
0: role in which case you would probably already know it. Okay, and I just also want to tell people to make sure that they check. YouTube video tutorials. YouTube video tutorials can be your best friend um, when trying to understand some of these new technologies. And if you look at how to create a pivot table and on YouTube, there will be tutorials that take you through it on video step by step. And also the bricks and mortar stores of Microsoft, you can go in and take uh, classes, in-person classes, Uh, on any of the features of the Microsoft Office Suite. So PowerPoint or Excel, they're usually free. Sometimes they charge for them. Yep, those are great resources. So I'm sorry, I interrupted you. You were about to talk about the next category.
1: Okay, so there's the two final sort of categories of must have tools for the workplace. Number one is uh, Microsoft Word or any other word processing software. You, know, you should be able to write a one-page you know, memo that's nicely formatted, try to insert an image or a company logo into the document. Um, you should also know how to use the track changes uh, functionality, which allows you to review and comment on a document, um, and it'll show your comments and your reviews for the, the, the person who sent it to you. Um, And you should also sort of figure out how to insert a table. So it's just some very kind of basic functionality in in, uh, uh, word processing. Finally, uh, video conferencing. This is a little less critical, but you should know what these tools are. So some examples are WebEx, Zoom, Join.me... Many teams are virtual for at least a part of the work week. And so you need to know how to use some of the video conferencing tools out there. And the worst thing is you don't want to get you don't want to, you know, get to work and have and have a, a call scheduled and then be scrambling to figure out how to use it. So all of these tools have tutorials on, on how to use um, the platforms. And uh, you know, you just, just take a few minutes and and kind of learn what the major
0: platforms are and how to use them. Um, at a basic level. That's a great question to ask when you're starting in terms of how do we do video conferencing? So that means that you would know ahead of time whether you need to download on certain software. Maybe it comes pre-downloaded on the computer that you're getting when you're working for your company, but maybe it doesn't. And on that very first phone call, as Jill's referencing, you don't want to have to be scrambling to take the extra minutes to download the software um, where, you know, everyone else has already had it downloaded and they're starting the call. So that's, that's really great advice. Um, wow. So we really covered a lot um, in a very short time frame, and we appreciate this so much, Jill. Um, I wanted to know if you could give us one piece of advice um, to all of our listeners out there uh, e- about this topic, even if it's something that we've already talked about in our conversation today.
1: Sure. The The piece of advice I would give is to you know, approach this in in manageable pieces. So take social media, then take, you know, must have workplace tools and kind of take, you know, h- half an hour or an hour on each and just do a little searching on the internet, just kind of get yourself familiar with them with each of these different categories of tech tools because the 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 most important thing is that you don't want to start a job with the other people in the room looking at you and saying, well, they haven't been, they, they, you know, they've been out of the workforce for a little bit, so they just don't really understand. And you, you don't want to be that person. And there's, there's no reason you should be. Um, and so you want to make sure you go in on equal footing with everybody else, and uh, just with a basic understanding of each of these tools. Um, so that would be my, my piece of advice is just, it's, it seems insurmountable, but just take it in pieces one step at a time. Um, and I guarantee that if you, if you dedicated a whole day to it, you'd go through this list and be up to speed nicely.
0: Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Jill, for joining us today. Uh, can you tell us, um, how, uh, our listeners, can find out more about some of these specific technology and tools. I know we talked about some resources as during the course of our conversation, but any particular places that they should um, make sure that they look at.
1: Absolutely. I think... You know, the the number one resource is probably to talk to millennials in your lives. So, you know, the the millennials tend to have a a great understanding of this landscape and of the various tools. And so, you know, friends or, or folks in your family, talk to them. I think secondly, taking advantage of some of the free resources like the Office 365 or going into a Microsoft store as as Carol, as you mentioned, those are, are or great Apple re- or Apple. Apple. Yep, those mm-hmm. are great resources. Um, you know, finally, and it really it never hurts to go to some of these the sites for these platforms and just type in how do I use in the search bar, and it'll come up. You'll get you'll get free tutorials on how to use the various tools. And then finally, you know, we have a, a fantastic return to work roadmap. It's an online workbook tool. It's very easy to access. Um, that basically takes you uh, sort of step by step from your career break to ready to return to work. And within that roadmap, there are various modules that deal with some of these tools. So there's a module on LinkedIn. There's a module on social media. Um, it's a fantastic resource uh, to, to check it out. Um, so just go to irelaunch.com and you can, you can, um, you can look at the, the roadmap there and you can even
0: sign up for a free step so you sort of get a sense for what the roadmap's all about very good thanks so much jill so thanks everyone for joining us on 321 i relaunch your podcast for strategies advice and success stories and returning to work after taking a career break this is carol fishman cohen ceo of i relaunch and your host thanks for listening